Welcome back to Conspiracy Club. I'm Tom. And I'm Amir. And this week, we're back, part three of Jonestown. I'm really excited to do this. And I didn't do it last episode, but I want to give uh, my thanks again to the Jonestown Institute for providing all of the clips that you'll hear um, in these episodes. Um, you heard them in the first two, you hear them in this one, and you hear them in the next couple that we do. Um, and also, in case you're curious why our theme music changed, we didn't address that yet. The theme music and the outro music. That are, is true. We kind of just uh, kind of just threw that. I didn't out know there. when I should do it. When I should do it. So I guess I'll do it now. Um, the theme music, that welcome song. Uh, yeah. That it's not just the kids that Tom knows. And he's got the in that song at the end. He's got a hold of on me. I think is what mm-hmm. it is, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Those are both songs from an album from the People's Temple Choir. Yes. Uh, so those people are all dead now. Um, Allegedly. And I thought it was very fitting to have them as the theme and outro music for these episodes. Yeah, It'll go back to our normal that's stuff. That's his personal choir of children that sang his songs. J- uh, Jim Jones? Yes. Okay. I yeah. didn't make sure you weren't talking about me because I don't no. have that. Oh, well. I'm not Kanye. Well, we don't know. Um, all right. So last time we left off and we were talking about how tensions were rising uh and they were in within the People's Temple Church, and they were in California. They were the target of some exposés. They were getting involved with, uh, I don't know if you remember, they had the um, kind of the battle or the feud with the Nation of Islam. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. the Symbionese Liberation Front. And Jim Jones is getting, I guess, antsy. He wants to leave. I bet remember, he would. Originally, when he was in Indianapolis, he wanted to leave America, really. And he went to Brazil to look for places because he heard that was the safest place uh, from a nuclear attack. Even though and he moved he, to California. And he was like, I'm afraid of a nuclear attack in Indianapolis. He moves to California because he believes the Redwood Valley is safe. It's going to be free. It's the first It's going to be, I guess, east of wherever the tectonic plate is that'll drop the rest of California into the ocean. Uh, None of there's There's no logic there. Yeah, not at all. But how much logic can a person... Have? Okay, I will say real quick, I went back, I listened to that first episode with the ghost thing that he said was so that thing is fucking hilarious. It's so wild. It is so funny. The whole, you can literally tell it's probably a person just yelling. Yeah. It's <laughs> they're just behind a curtain. Yeah. It's, it like, is, it's like with the Wizard of Oz. It's so fucking funny. It, it's like it's okay, it's part funny and then sad at the same time. Like it's ah uh, I wish I was there, but I also don't. Just be along for the ride. You're yeah, like, like just there for the ride. Like I wish I could be a fly on the wall. Yeah, like that an would, actual really would be fly else. on the wall. Jonestown, report Kuma, Northwest District of Guyana. Greetings, this is Mike Croke. I'm here with Tom Grubb, Theorset, and testing, testing. One, two, two, three. One, two, three. Testing one, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Three, one, two, three, two, three, one. Test. One, three, one, two. Okay, so jumping into it. In the fall of 1973, Jones and Temple Attorney Tim Stone prepared an immediate action contingency plan for responding to a police or media crackdown. Uh, and as we know, they were already getting you know, cracked down by the media. We saw that with the expose that eventually got canceled. And we saw that with their kind of uh, uh, their involvement with the Symbionese Liberation Front. Why would they need a police crackdown if he's not doing anything illegal currently? Well, I think they're getting a little bit suspicious at this point, to say the least. He's selling packs? What? He's selling drugs out the church? Maybe. Oh, you know, LSD. Shit. We talked about MKUltra. Yep. So this plan listed various options, including fleeing to Canada or a Caribbean missionary outpost. The location for the latter was quickly chosen, Guyana. Guyana was the easy choice for the temple after conducting research on its economy and extradition treaties with the U.S. The temple concluded that Guyana an English-speaking socialist nation with predominantly indigenous population and with a government including prominent black leaders would afford black temple leaders a peaceful place to live. Jones himself also, uh, excuse me, Jones himself, um, although Guyana was small, poor, and independent enough, um, he thought he'd be able to obtain influence and protection very easily because of that. Because they're black? Uh, Because it was poor and not very affluent, yeah. So is he bringing the money? And... 
Uh, kind of. We'll talk about that. There's very there's a big mystery about where all the money was coming from, even though we know that they were getting paid um, from the, donations and stuff. Yeah, but they the had numbers. a lot of stuff to kind of uphold. Um, so he saw Jonestown as a socialist paradise and a sanctuary from media scrutiny. Tim Carter, a former Temple member, claimed that the move to Guyana was prompted by the Temple witnessing creeping fascism in the U.S., where corporations and multinationals were getting larger and their influence in the government was growing de- was growing uh, uh, continually. Alright, I when I was thinking about it, it does make sense that the government would be after him because of like it being... Because he's trying to overthrow it, I guess, kind of. He's not going to overthrow it, but because of like the socialism at the time, like, you know, people was like scared as fuck about socialism was the buzzword. Yeah. Nixon, where are you? But, uh, socialism and all that and everyone was like scared of it and that was back when they were putting motherfuckers on list and going like well it's over for you dog and if you're like but it also like he could have shielded himself through religion like religion at the end of the day is the one thing that you can like completely shield yourself behind and kind of be able yeah. to cook with a lot of things like a lot of people look past stuff because they're like eh, he's a pastor I think that's very true. We saw that with uh, Father Divine previously. Yeah. That he was like doing a bunch of weird stuff. And he was like, no, it's just religion. But and I can he, say whatever I want. People are going to believe it. But he also didn't get with the Father Divine. He didn't get the same amount of like pull that Jim got with like. That's very true. People of power, though. Like Jim was Doesn't, like. You know, he's not involved with Jerry Jones yeah, or like, the Carters. Yes. Or Jim was like. George Moscone. Making moves. So, in October 1973, the directors passed a resolution to establish an agricultural mission in Jonestown, in Guyana. Okay. In 1974, the People's Temple signed a lease to rent land in Guyana. The community created here was deemed the People's Temple Agricultural Project, but garnered the nickname Jonestown. In 1974, Guyanese officials granted the temple permission to import certain items duty-free. Later payoffs helped safeguard shipments of firearms and drugs through Guyanese customs. As of early 1977, it had only 50 members. That's four years after they had kind of signed off, the directors had signed off on this. Okay, so that's not a lot of members. No, it's not. Four years. So Jim Jones is not even there yet. So he leaves for Jonestown in 1977 and encouraged Temple members to follow him there. To facilitate a mass migration, Jones made claims that his members were skilled and progressive and showed off an envelope that he claimed contained half a million dollars. Wait, an envelope? Yes. That is not true. Which Jones claimed he would invest in Guyana. So those are lies because you can't fit half a million dollars. Maybe it's like one of those big manila envelopes. No, you cannot. Even if you can't fit half a million dollars in them. Do you know how much money a half a million dollars is in person? A lot. You can't maybe fit it's, those maybe in it's there. all in hundred dollars. Even a, even in the little <laughs> We're shitty thing with the biggest bill on is it's a check. That would be even more bullshit. <laughs> maybe if he did the the like thing that every movie does where they just show up with a like a briefcase and was like this is a half a million dollars. Yeah. But even if Jim is bullshitting his ass off. Yeah. So the large number of immigrants from like from California from the People's Temple overwhelmed the government's small but stringent immigration infrastructure. Well, hold on, like, but let me get the, let me say this. Don't don't let me like have you thinking that Jim wasn't a big money maker, baby. You know, Jim's out here making moves. He probably had that mill. He yeah, but he just wasn't walking around it with a fucking in an envelope. Yeah, <laughs> showing it off to just his murder family. him right there. And yeah, take like it. end of the story. That would have been the end of the story if he had it in an envelope. He probably was like, "This is this is." The money in the this envelope. is symbolic. Yes, and then somebody in the back calls like, "Woo!" He's like, "That's the ghost saying yes. <laughs> this is a million dollars in this envelope." So Guyanese immigration procedures were compromised to inhibit the departure of temple defectors and curtail the visas of temple opponents. This eliminating of those who could potentially defect was important. Jones did not permit members to leave Jonestown, as we know, uh, without his express permission. I mean, yeah, because that makes sense. You don't just show up. And after we've done this, you've already traveled with me to another country. You're in it now. Where are you going? Where are you going to go off to? Nowhere. In 1976, Michael Prokes, U.S. ambassador to Guyana, requested that Forbes Burnham, the prime minister of Guyana, receive Jim Jones as a foreign dignitary along with other high-ranking U.S. officials. Jones traveled to Guyana with, with Dimali, Dimali, Dimali. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, to meet with Burnham and Foreign Affairs Minister Fred Willis. 
In this meeting, Dimoli agreed to pass on the message to the State Department that Guyana wanted to keep an open door to cooperation with the U.S. Temple members consistently stressed their loyalty to Burnham's People's, uh, excuse me, to Burnham's People's National Congress Party. The population of Jonestown ballooned to 900 plus people by late 1978, and became overcrowded. For religion, yeah. Well, it's all in one spot. Then they're all living together in this kind of small area. But keep in mind, so it was founded in 1973. 50 people in four years. Jim Jones goes there. 900 plus people in just over a year. Yeah, but he's in another country. Yeah, they followed him. So this is easier to recruit. Well, he's not recruiting. He, these all these people are coming, coming from America. Oh, so they're coming from America to come while out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I probably some of them are from Guyana, but a lot of them are from America. That makes sense. Jim Jones stated, "I believe for the purest communists there are, and there's no doubt about how communist they were because they were aggressively communist almost." Movies from Georgetown that the settlers had uh, enjoyed were canceled in favor of Soviet propaganda shorts and documentaries on American social problems. Jones would become livid when anyone did not find the films interesting or misunderstood the messages. No films or TV, no matter how seemingly innocuous or apolitical, could be viewed without a temple staffer present to interpret the material for the viewers, um, school study, night and nighttime lectures well, for like adults. A, a sit down, like Q&A afterwards? Yeah. He did. He questioned. Well, he was questioning. He quizzed them on the material. What did you think he meant by this? No, he'd be like, "Well, that kind of is that kind of stuff." But also, he'd be like about what happened in there, so that he knew people were paying attention. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have raised my hand. No, I. I, I would uh, just sat in the back and then been like, "Hopefully, Jim doesn't call on me because I'd be like, obviously, he just means that communism is good." But like he said right here, none of that could be viewed without a temple staffer there to interpret the material for the viewers. So they would pause and be like, so this is what he means when he says this. Yeah, don't misconstrue it. Don't fucking Um, misconstrue any of this. So these viewings um, and uh, these nighttime lectures, these school studies turned to Jones' discussions about revolutions and enemies with lessons focused on Soviet alliances. Jones' crises uh, and the purported mercenaries sent by Tim Stone, who had now defected and turned on the group. Oh, so he sent some mercenaries after Jimmy? That's what Jim is saying. Oh, that's what he believes. He's like, he's, he shows these films and instead of like teaching thing. them anything, he's like, there's mercenaries coming for us. They're, they're, everyone's against us. It's just you and I right here, okay? If I pick up a gun now. We're the purest communists in the world. We got to keep this safe. Oh, Russia would say otherwise. So meanwhile, Jonestown is in disarray. Um, bureaucratic requirements um, after their arrival sapped labor sources for other needs. Buildings fell into disrepair. Um, and this was with the strict working schedule they were on. For the first several months, Temple members worked six days a week from 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. with an hour for lunch. It wasn't until mid-1978 when Jim Jones' health saw decline and his wife took up managing more of Jonestown's operations oh, that, work, <laughs> that work was reduced to eight hours daily, five days a week. Okay. And even then, after the workday ended, Temple members would attend several hours of activities in a pavilion, which included classes on socialism. If that doesn't make it seem bad enough, then consider that Jones compared his schedule to the North Korean system of eight hours of work followed by eight hours of study daily. You know what's bad when you're modeling your work system after North Korea? Well, yeah, that is true. 16 hour days, pretty much. I just think that is stupid because it's like, what are you, so, what what am I, you're taking uh, (laughs) socialist one-on-one? Basically, I guess. That's the only class. Why yeah. do you need six hours that to do That and socialism? how to commit suicide, I guess. Well, that's later on. That's not now. But why do you need a class for six hours a day? To, what else can you learn about socialism at that point? After the first month, it's kind of like, all right, we've heard this before. It's Jim. probably a lot of him just like rambling and, and ranting about nonsense. And what do you do? Like, what do you do when new people come? Do they, you just throw them in the class? Do they have to catch up? I have no idea. Like, how do I catch up? I, I, I missed that part. So there's that. There's all the issues with the buildings and uh, the lessons and all that and kind the of lessons. thing. But also because Jonestown was founded on an area with infertile soil, it was <sighs> not self-sufficient and was forced to import large quantities of items like wheat. Temple members were forced to live a very modest lifestyle, living in small homes with walls woven from palm trees. So he clearly did not do his research. He did not do his research when he went over there. No, he's he lied. Out. He just kind of went over there and was like, fuck it. This is the area. It's so big here. 
Meals consisted of nothing more than rice, beans, Ugh. greens, and occasionally meat, sauce, and eggs. This kind of sounds like Survivor. Yeah, but what? Really? Yeah, I want to throw it back bring, in your face. You're going to bring this on my show. You're going to talk about that show here? You already went did. and did it without me, dude. <laughs> like, let it go. So even Jones lived in a small communal That's why the guy ho- you wanted to win didn't win. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's what you get. That's fair. Yeah. Even Jones lived in a tiny communal house, but reportedly he had a small refrigerator that contained eggs, meat, fruit, salads, and soda. All right. What's wrong with that? Well, everyone else has to eat rice. Yeah. And he's like, I'm eating fruit and drinking Coke or whatever. If he's not doing it in front of him, look, Jim hasn't run the house. He's running the the game. Yeah. Hey, the GMs, you know, they drinking pops while all the players ain't doing shit. Yeah, I guess. These conditions um, led to medical issues. Diarrhea and high fevers struck half the community in February 1978. What was bad, I wonder? What was the bad food? Which what do you want? Which one are you thinking? You think it was the meat? <laughs> probably. You going with the eggs? I want to say the meat, probably. You think it was the meat? Also, probably they're in like a hot new environment, so everything's getting gross. I don't know. I bet, oh, it, I bet it's the meat. It was the meat because they probably didn't. Well, didn't, they don't even eat it that often. And you didn't mention a fridge in there at any point for the rest of them. That's Only true. Jim had a they fridge. They just salt it. They've, oh, yeah. the old school. Ew. How did they do that back in the day? I could never. It's basically only beef jerky. They're like, yes. you want a New York strip? That, it's just a giant piece of jerky. <laughs> if that, they probably put a tire on the table and was like, this is it. They're oh. like, James, I'm pretty sure this is a tire. And he's like, that's what the Americans want you to believe. He's like, is it a tire? No. That was a ghost. That was the ghost saying that it's not a tire. This is a steak. <laughs> even even their news that they got was communist. Uh, and Jones would often read news and commentary with a particular focus on items from Radio Moscow and Radio Havana. How, how did he get so how did he get communist newspapers? Well, we'll talk about that. He actually has a really close relationship with the Soviet Union. Ah. Any discussion So they couldn't afford fridges to send over? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> Any discussion of current events often took the form of Jones interrogating individual followers about the implications and subtext of a given news item, or delivering lengthy and often confusing monologues on how to read certain events. Jones's readings were part of the constant broadcast over Jonestown's tower speakers, so that all members could hear them day and night. I think that is primary news. And uh, we will say good movie watching and good steering committee at this time. The movie will begin, and you should be seeing it because you'll be heavily tested tomorrow night in People's Rally over the Soviet films. Thank you and all of my love. Somalia, no, no, Somalia and Angola, they're miles apart, but you're right on with Somalia. What does Somalia do? Angola's way in the south of Africa, Somalia's in the horn of Africa. Can't hear. What is she saying? You you speak up. I can't hear. No, 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 no. Somalia and Ethiopia have been enemies. Yes, uh, Lou Jones. What happened in Somalia, Ethiopia today? Well, I was going to say the countries that um they help. Hmm? I was going to say one of the countries that they helped. Oh, well, tell me one of the countries oh, they helped. Was I here? Yes, that's true. So they put him down. Okay, so we know the Soviets are back to the course that Marx and Lenin said you must have a violent overthrow of the existing systems, otherwise you are a revisionist. But Khrushchev did get something out of Cuba. He extracted the first base in the Western world, the Western Hemisphere. No other goddamn person could have pulled that off. And how did he pull that off? When he was surrounded and the missiles were eyeball to eyeball confrontation, how did... Yes, uh, Martin, what, what happened? He said that if, um, that if they, didn't sign the, um, they didn't sign the treaty not to, um, not to invade Cuba, that he would, he would go on with a nuclear war. He, he would keep the missiles there. He didn't say he'd go on with nuclear war, but that's good. He'd keep putting the missiles there. And he got something else out of them. He made them take their missiles away from someplace. You know where that was? He negotiated on the high seas. 
Good night. <laughs> Thanks, kid. Jonestown had no dedicated prison and no established form of capital punishment, but various forms of abuse were used against members who were considered to have serious disciplinary problems. These punishments consisted of imprisonment in a plywood box and forcing children to spend the night at the bottom of a well, sometimes hanging upside down. That's not good for you. This was called the torture hole. <laughs> that's, that's serious. Um, and the beatings became the subject of numerous rumors from Guyanese oh, locals. Shit. Those who tried to defect were pumped full of drugs. <laughs> Armed this does not sound like a torture hole. It sounds like Tom's Saturday night. Wow. Yeah. I don't like that. It's my Friday night. Excuse you. Armed guards patrolled the area day and night, again, to enforce rules. Your Fridays. Children were surrendered to communal care and were only allowed to see their parents briefly at night. Aww. The community had a nursery where 33 infants were born over the course of the Jonestown, of Jonestown's existence. Were they all Jim's child? Probably. Yep. Jim Jones was referred to as father or dad by children and adults alike. Wait, hold on. Let's do some quick math. So, John's okay. So, he said, Jim says you only get eight hours for studying and eight hours for other, uh, no, not even for free time. What is that? Eight hours for work, eight hours for study. All and right. then I guess the other eight hours, you're hopefully sleeping. Well, sleeping with someone else in Jim's yeah. case. Well, you know, this thing is, they all have these tiny huts that they have to share with a ton of people. So, I'm like, where are they doing it? With Jim's bringing his, because remember, if you flash back to the early part, Jim said you can't have, we need to stop having sex. Yeah, he and did only say do that. adoptions. He said, We gotta stop having sex with your partners, only with me. But but me. And I am I'm, the only one who has the eight hours of free you think time. think that's gross that he's like, all right, everybody call me dad and I'll summon have sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like he had some issues. Do uh, not aside kink from shame. aside from his cold. Don't kink shame him right now. It said dad or father, it didn't say daddy, so Oh, okay. So you're right. That is fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So Jim Jones, um, like I said, he was referred to as father and dad, and you'll hear that in some of these clips. Father Jimmy. Up to $65,000 in monthly welfare payments from the U.S. government agencies to Jonestown residents were signed over to the temple, who had a suspected, get this, who had a suspected $26 million in their possession. Yeah, all in envelopes. Yeah. <laughs> 26 separate envelopes. Of a million dollars. Of a million dollars each. In 1978, officials from the U.S. Embassy in Georgetown interviewed Social Security recipients on multiple occasions to help make sure that they were not being held hostage. None of the 75 interviewees stated that they were being held captive or being forced to sign over their welfare checks or even wanted to leave Jonestown. Why would they? Well, you'd think that with all the torture hole stuff and the other stuff that no one's... The well, people the they interviewed, none of them they interview were even like, this is weird. I want to go. Well, They're the still other, like, okay. we're dedicated. No, you have to think they've been in this for a long time by this point. And also, not all that, not probably most of that 75 never had to be in the torture hole. Like, so that's fair. Like, so they probably wouldn't even know like how bad it is. And plus, they've been there for like the longest time. The longer you're in something, the more indoctrinated you come. Like, you can have like, like a hot, t like, you know, if you've only seen one movie for so long, you're going to think that movie's really good. Yeah. Like, you that's know, people out here probably think, you know, like, uh, I don't know, Rocky Five is good <laughs> or glitter or glitter. Whoa. I've only seen glitter once and I thought it was good. So that proves you wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, that's just how shit is. And plus, you already have to be weak-minded as it is. And by that point, Stockholm Syndrome, you get beat so many times, you probably think it's okay if you know nothing else. Yeah. We got devices that can shoot 150 yards, uh, nothing but a stream of flame. So don't fuck with us. We're in a war council. When that's finished, fine. Do we decide our strategy? Don't fuck with us. So this is where we're going to get into the White Knights and the Six Day Siege. And that's <sighs> knights with an N, not a K. So we're talking about social justice warriors. God damn it. No, that's with an N, not a K. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know what we were talking so, about. So Jones was terrified of outside attacks on Jonestown, as was evident in, this in his frequent addresses to Temple members regarding their safety. He often remarked that the CIA and other intelligence agencies were conspiring with, quote, capitalist pigs to destroy them. After their long work days, when emergencies arose, the temple sometimes conducted what Jones called white nights. Sounds freaky. 
during which Jones would give the members four options, flee to the Soviet Union, commit revolutionary suicide, stay in Jonestown and fight their attackers, or flee into the jungle. On at least two occasions, a revolutionary suicide vote was reached and simulated mass suicide was rehearsed. Wait, okay, hold on, hold on. So the four, what are your four options again? Um, so they are uh, flee to the Soviet Union. Okay. Commit revolutionary suicide. Okay. Stay in Jonestown and fight. All right. Or flee into the jungle. So let's play a game. What of those four are you choosing? I'm fleeing into the jungle. Really? You're choosing the jungle? Or the Soviet Union, maybe. I'm going Soviet Union because if you think about it, you only got a few more years of them being there. And if you could rough it out, they're gone by that point. Or you can flee to somewhere else. You don't have to stay in the Soviet Union. So when stuff actually starts going down, a lot of these options are actually explored Ooh, uh, in chaos. So uh, this rehearsal of these mass suicides um, was recounted by defector Deborah Layton, who described it as such. Everyone, including the children, was told to line up. As we passed through the line, we were given a small glass of red liquid to drink. We were told that the liquid contained poison and that we would die within 45 minutes. We all did as we were told, and when the time came when we should have dropped dead, Jim Jones explained that the poison was not real and that we had just been through a loyalty test. <laughs> he warned us that the time was not far off when it would become necessary for us to die by our own hands. We've come to a decision that we would rather die than to live on this earth because there's nowhere else we can go. There's nowhere else that would suit the purposes of the beautiful teachings and the life that we have that we built here in Jonestown. So we would rather commit a revolutionary suicide. And if the world's in question about why we took our lives or why we took our babies and our seniors' lives, this is why we don't want to be involved with the mess that's going on in this world and the mess that's going to keep on going on in this world. I'm Helen Swinney. Uh, we've debated this uh, um, uh, suicide for many, many hours here tonight, and I've made up my mind that this is the way I prefer going because I've been in this group for uh, almost 20 years now, and I have never, uh, uh, and we finally came to this country hoping that uh, we'd have a beautiful life for our children and, and, and our seniors, and our relatives will not leave us alone. And I am sick and tired of it. I, I just, I, I think this is the best way to go. We have a wonderful leader, uh, and they won't leave him alone. He doesn't get sleep day or night. And I, I, I think this is the best way, and I want the world to know that this is the best group I have ever seen in the 20 years, the best group I've ever heard of in the past 20 years that I've been in it. We cannot get out of here. We are isolated. You can't even get reservations on planes, and it's already been reported that we are intending to do actions that we have never intended to do here or back in the United States. So we have made this decision through much thinking that revolutionary suicide would be the best service we could render the cause of the international Marxist-Leninist struggle. It's the only place where I found freedom, and if I can't have it here, I'd rather be dead. My name is Bill Oliver, and I'm a Marxist-Leninist. I made the decision to commit revolutionary suicide, a decision that's been well thought out. I've been a member of People's Temple for seven years, and I know of the goodness. And in my death, I hope that people, it would be used as an instrument to further liberation. Thank you. I'm glad that I'm here because I've been able to have to determine my own my own destiny and tonight determining that means that I will lay down my life because there has been no justice that I've seen there's been just us that have stand more often than none and because of this the dream that I had has turned into a nightmare and I'm not willing to let my family or my children or myself be caught up in this anymore and I'm willing to lay down my life in a revolutionary suicide to state the fact that it's been a lie and I won't stand for it anymore thank you thank you 
My name is John Harris, and I'm a proud member of People's Temple, and I have been for some eight years, and now I'm proud to say that I'm a communist. Uh, many years ago, I didn't know what that meant, but now I know what it means, and I'm happy to give my life for this idea. The, th the love and the joy that I've known for the past months uh, being a communist in People's Temple has made me realize that all those many years that I was the first, the last hired and the first fired was worth it. And now I'd like for many, many people to realize that there is hope and the only hope there is is in communism. So tonight I am able to choose the time that I will give my life. I'm able to choose where I will give my life. I only wish that I had more to give. So these recordings are all part of a White Knights event. And these accounts and the remarks about the willingness to give their lives for Jim Jones um, and his cause continue and are echoed throughout the facility. These selected comments are only a small amount of pro-revolutionary suicide quotes that were pulled. So Joe, I mean, Jim would have killed me because I would have been like, I'm not drinking that, Jim. Probably shot you or something. Yeah, I would have been like, I'm, I'm going home to Russia. I choose option one. Yeah, I guess it's just like, it's all or nothing. And then when I would have got on the plane, I'd be like, all right, go to America. So actually the thing is that, um, we'll talk about this later, and that people that didn't agree, um, obviously he didn't want them defecting, so we'll talk about it later, but he would he hit a drug there that he would just like pump them with and basically turn them into, into a comatose state. Okay, just kill me at that point, Jimbo. So the temple had received monthly half-pound shipments, half-a-pound shipments of cyanide, since 1976, after Jim Jones had acquired a jeweler's license to buy the chemical, reportedly to clean gold. So he's like, I want a bunch of cyanide to uh, clean gold. I'm a jeweler. And everyone's like, Jim, what the? You're living in Guyana. What do you have to do with jewelry? He's like, I'm trying to get iced out. <laughs> Clearly. Because look, if it's one thing that we know that Jim got, it's that drip, you know? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's dripping, baby. You think it's the rain that's pouring? It's really Jim, baby. You know he was out there pimping. Some people, the finest people in the world, allow themselves to have hostilities, which they shouldn't in this socialist community, towards people or persons that will take their lives. Socialists should not allow that, because all the burdens I have on me, again, very little sleep. I did get a little bit of sleep this morning, but very little. I would never dream of hurting you that way. Anyone that commits suicide hurts someone, not to mention the fact that you do come back, and that's a matter of scientific proof that I have. I don't believe easily. I have to be convinced. You must stay on alert. You must tell your successor on duty to stay alert. The nurses must stay alert. Don't have any patients send a nurse out. No nurse sent out on any errand. They must be kept there at all times because some people are bent on venting their hostilities. They have not become sociocentric enough. And so it's important that you watch carefully at all times. And we have to have able-bodied people there at all times. In my small community of 900 where I was reared, I remember no less than three suicides a year. So we've been blessed miraculously. But I cannot understand why anyone who's a communist, if you have that much hostility or black would not want to take it out or even a white person who has become black through consciousness would want to take it out on the community it looks like you would ask to do a mission at some point in time when we were ready and make your life worthwhile this is utterly stupid with all these opportunities of africa and other parts of the world open to us it's just utterly ridiculous and we have impressed the people and they want our industriousness so I'm again urging you, do not leave your post. Be alert as you can be. Anyone that is off their duty at public services, our nursing and staff that sits down or sleeps or does not watch closely, you are personally held responsible. Again, I say you are personally held responsible for any incident of someone running off or trying uh, suicide for attention or suicide because they're too self-centered to think of the effect that it has on little children and the hurt it brings to others. You have to help them grow out of this self-centered stage. And this is very important. We're going to try to give you exercises that will get your mind off of your compulsion. 
and that will be necessary. There'll be educational calisthenics and programs so you won't have all the time just to think about yourself. Maybe some of the teachers coming in can get you to think about little black babies and black mothers who would love to commit suicide but are fighting hard against the white mercenaries sent from New Mexico by U.S. Army to kill off black people in Rhodesia, Zimbabwe, Namibia, and even on the outskirts of South Africa and in Ethiopia. It, looked, you would, it, it seems to me you would look at that very carefully and not want to waste your life. You're alive. That means you could take some fascists down with you. And I don't understand it because I've lived all my life with nothing but problems. People create pain for me every day. They always do. Demands, or they're running off, or they're committing suicide. They're always creating problems for me. I would not dream of hurting my people in such a way. Not because I know for a fact that you come back 500 generations, but because I know the pain it hurts to other people. And I would not ever do it. It's the most anti-socialist action of all. So please take that seriously to mind. You are responsible, shift people, and you must stay alert. Thank you very much. In September 1977, former members Tim and Grace Stone, who we mentioned earlier, mentioned Tim Stone earlier, he battled in Georgetown court to produce an order um, for the temple to show cause why a final order should not be issued returning their five-year-old son, John. A few days later, a second order was issued for Joan to be taken into protective custody by authorities. Old T.O. Stone, he said, he said, sent a message with uh, the one that had been infiltrating. He sent a message. He said, well, tell Jim that he got out of all this trouble by just sending me back John. Uh, he took John. He, he put John here. He put John in this place. John's my son. He has no right over John. And the only thing they're trying to do to keep himself out of jail because Grace says if he'll get John back, then things will be right. He said he, he had the nerve to go to Walter Duncan and say if he, he, don't, if he quit while he's ahead, Jim Jones, all he has to do is just give me John and I'll get off of his back. Hell's fire. Hell's fire. He won't get off my back. I'd give them all of you. They wouldn't get off my back. And who's he going to stop the wheels from turning? They've already started turning. But I don't know about you. I just wanted to be sure you understood where I'm coming from. I don't care whether I see Christmas or Thanksgiving, neither one. Jones feared being held in contempt of the orders and as such orchestrated a false sniper attack on himself and began his first series of white nights labeled as the six day siege. Wait, did he uh did he actually like did, did he act like he died? I don't think so. I think he was just acting like he got attacked. He just he just went Whoa, what was that? And I have no idea how he like faked it. And the ghost was like, whoa. If he actually had gunshots, where he's like, there's reports that there's a sniper in the tree line or something. And the ghost was, and then the ghost was like, whoa, I have a sniper. Like, that means the, the ghost is saying, run. <laughs> well, me run. The rest of you drink this juice. So during the six-day siege, Jones spoke to members about attacks from outsiders and had them surround Jonestown with guns and machetes. After the six-day siege... Jones no longer had faith that the Guyanese could be trusted. He instructed members to write to over a dozen foreign governments inquiring about immigration policies relevant to another exodus. In Georgetown, the People's Temple conducted frequent meetings with the embassies of the Soviet Union, North Korea, Yugoslavia, Yugoslavia. and Cuba. I said if they can't take all of us, they'll take none of us. Right, right. 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 We have no place but to stand here, and I don't want to go back to the fucking sucking United States. Right. 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 You want to go back to our death anyway, we will. No, right. no, no. See that nobody moves. Be safe, because they won't let us all go. Right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If there's only one communist alive, by God, I'll die one. Right. 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 Right could go to Cuba, but all of you couldn't go. I said, no, thank you. Any leader that's worth anything stands with his people and dies with all of his people. So their offer has been declined. If I'm the only socialist alive, then I'll die a socialist. I hardly think that's true, but I'm the only one. But I know one thing, I've not found any better one. No, no, not one. I gotta get, come in here with something big enough that we can all go together. Right. 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 Right.
sanctuary in Cuba if I will go and leave the rest of you here. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. That's how treacherous the goddamn infamous bastards are. It doesn't seem to be much true socialism. Everybody's bowing to United States imperialism, but by God, we won't. And here's where we hear about the Soviet Union. Negotiations with the Soviets included extensive discussions of possible resettlement. The Temple produced memorandum discussing possible places with the USSR that they might migrate to. On October 2nd, 1978, Soviet dignitary Fyodor Timofeyev visited Jonestown for two days and gave a speech. Beforehand, Jones gave one too. For many years, we have let our sympathies be quite publicly known that the United States government was not our mother, but that the Soviet Union was our spiritual motherland. It is amazing that for so many years we got by saying it. But I'm glad after many hours of the kindest of benevolence of our consular of the Soviet embassy, Fyodor Timofeyev, spending hours and hours fulfilling our highest ideals and our noblest expectations, we were not mistaken in allying our purposes, our destiny with the destiny of the Soviet Union. For the first time, hundreds of guests have come through here in the name of socialism. Hundreds of guests, but for the first time, and now I give you without further ado, the consular and the chief of the press department of the, the embassy of the USSR of Guyana, so proudly, Theodore Timofeyev. Will you come forward? First of all, on behalf of the Embassy of the USSR, I'd like to send to you my deepest and our deepest and the most sincere greeting to the people of the first socialist and communist community of the United States of America in Guyana and in the world. like from Africa, we uh, didn't have, that's why, a big uh, African population in our country. Some comrades in Guyana, when we organized the exhibition dedicated to the 16th anniversary of the Great October Revolution in Georgetown, asked me, well, what I've seen is really wonderful. You reached tremendous successes in many fields. But why there is a discrimination of colored people in the Soviet Union? Well, I answered him, uh, dear comrades, we have 130 national and national groups, but because we've never been the colonial country, we never brought colored so-called people from abroad. And that's why uh, there is no big community of uh, people from Africa in our country. It's not our fault. Now we have the young generation of Africans, of uh, our Soviet citizens, who grow up in the epoch of the socialism. Some people from Africa and Latin America have married the Soviet women and live in the Soviet Union. So they have a kids, and that's our African and Soviet population, which have the equal rights, privileges, with the people of the Soviet Union. So there is no national discrimination, there is no racial discrimination in the Soviet Union. Following his visit, Temple members met almost weekly with Timofeyev to discuss the possible Soviet exodus. I would like to say again, I want no talking, that to those that are worrying about going to Soviet Union and opportunities, you are completely ignorant. Not only are the opportunities when you get there to go to any degree of college you want to free, there will be scholarships next year that will come through for young people here on the project. Because this year has been used up. Just as there will be cultural scholarships.
scholarships for entertainment like we have hopefully this year, but definitely next year, because they don't use them and they're going to direct them directly to us next time. And when you get to the Soviet Union, if you were to go there, you'll have completely more freedom because we won't have to worry about little people who want to run away. But if when we go to the Soviet Union, you do not wish to go, we could leave a contingency here. And when you get to the Soviet Union, you don't want to stay. They certainly won't make you stay. All you have to do is just ask to leave and you can go back to fascist USA with its concentration camps and everything else. I hear some because of race. There are not enough black people there. Well, there happen to be thousands of black people there. They just don't live in any one specific neighborhood. And the reason they're not millions is because they did not engage in slavery. You understand what I mean? So there can't be millions because the only reason there are millions of blacks in America, North America, is because USA involved themselves in slavery. The Soviets, the Russians never took in black slaves. So that's in their favor, not against them. There's 150 different racial and national ethnic groups in the Soviet Union. 150. That's about as many differences of race and nationalities as you can find in the world. And they want us for the primary reason that we are black, integrated, Indian, white, integrated, and they want black and Indian communists. And it's a definite thing. It's a door we should keep open. That's why the band must work hard. The basketball team also, we're giving them the alternative of both, or maybe they'll want to one or the other, or both. Who knows? You'll have more freedom, as I said, than you have here. We won't have to have the worries. And they even offered, as you know, to build all the buildings for us before we arrive. So it's been a very gracious situation. And racism is the second highest law that is forbidden. So they actually had a Soviet Union dignitary from the government come there and give speeches and talk to them about leaving again and going to another country. So they could have just went to Russia and been, been cool. Yeah, possibly. Jim wasn't I don't know looking, how you'd get a thousand people there, but possibly. He wasn't looking forward enough, you know? He He's definitely becoming very erratic. Yeah, he's becoming really nearsighted, you know? He could have been in Russia right now chilling on some Snowden shit. <laughs> Having a good time. Still doing this. But instead, he got too hype. So we talked about the torture hole. And here's something else. Can't get lost in the sauce. Here's something else that uh, is also pretty scary. It's called the Extended Care Unit. The ECU was located adjacent to the infirmary and was staffed by medical personnel led by Larry Schacht. It was where the most sensitive medical procedures took place. Namely, the drugging of individuals who Jim Jones believed to be a threat to the Jonestown community. Sympathy for these individuals was non-existent within the community. The people who wound up in the ECU were seen as dissidents and defectors. So basically the community who's brainwashed already is like, they deserve it. A notable example is Gene Shaken. Shock and Shaken? It's C-H-A-I-K-I-N. So I don't know how to pronounce that. I want to say Shaken. Shaken. So Gene clashed with Jones on a variety of subjects, including attitudes toward the revolutionary suicide and threatening of hostile relatives. As such, Chaykin was placed in the ECU and spent the remainder of his life drugged by Thorazine. For those who may not know, Thorazine is a powerful antipsychotic drug that was popular for many years before safer alternatives were developed. It was commonly referred, uh, excuse me, it was commonly prescribed to treat schizophrenia. Thorazine has powerful side effects. Firstly, it's a strong sedative. Um, those on Thorazine are considered to be zombie-like. It also creates dizziness, weight gain, tremors, uncontrollable movements, confusion, seizures, uh, among many others. Consumption of Thorazine has been, has been considered to be chemical lobotomy. Jesus. Yeah, and he's got this some, for some reason. He was able to get his hands on it. Because he was probably close with a lot of people. He got, well, no, he got put in the black side of the hospital, so I don't know how he got this. Yeah. Well, how do you get the cyanide? That seems like a thing that should be hard to get. I feel like cyanide would be easier with a connection to the Soviet Union. And I'm yeah, not maybe. saying that the Soviets were using cyanide, but I, that's exactly what I'm saying also at the same time. So, Shaken, Shaken wasn't <laughs> the only one who was entered into the ECU. And... Those who were forced there were not just those who disagreed with Jones' budding radicalism. 
Other members included Barbara Walker, Shanda James, and Christine Talley, who were all put in the ECU and kept in a constant state of Thorazine drugging, all because they refused the sexual advances of Jim Jones or his children. I don't allow that to happen. And I could. That's what really disturbs me is something like you. You think because you're young and I'm old that you, you, you've got the sex drive. You haven't got any sex drive, and I keep repeating it. You've got no sex drive. Some of you two-minute wonders, you haven't got any. You haven't got a sex drive, and I've still got one, but I do not allow it, and it's a strong one. I wish to hell it was just a simple sexual matter. You could just, instead of counseling, just go down. I could take care of people who need to feel good about themselves. I could take care of 30 in a night. But I don't think that's what people need. I think they need something more than that. Maybe social acceptance begins there, but by God, it doesn't end there. Jones was known to have many mistresses in Jonestown, even prior to Jonestown. He was a sexual figure even going so far as to engage in sexual relations with male members. All right, Jimbo. He claimed he detested homosexuality All right, no, and that's only confusing. had sex with men for their own good <laughs> and for the spiritual connection that they would have with him. It was hard to resist Jones. He's a charismatic figure and he's very persuasive and he was able to alter and control the wills of all around him, turning them even on their own families. Yeah, but we're not sure about that shooting the airplane. Yeah. That, um, I feel that since my brother and sister, so-called brother and sister, put you through all this trouble, I feel that you should let my brother stay in jail, let him rot. I feel that you should um, shouldn't um, save my sister from being stabbed and bleeding death. I feel that my sister should um, she should have, when the pigs came and finna take her to jail, it was you that she called on. And even though even though she called on you and she putting you through all this trouble right now, I feel that the bitch should be got and shot somewhere. I don't care. I feel that the bitch should be got. Both of them should be got and dragged by a car. <laughs> That's a new idea. I feel so I didn't know I had so much down in me here. I mean, you, you, you ought to have it. I got it's time some of us got to feeling it. How much shit can you take and try to reason with people and reason and show mercy with them and even offer to bring them and entertain them and they still do crap? I'd like to kill my so-called brother and... Um, Bill Aarons for the crap that both of them has, have caused over these years since they've left. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, your dad was up on the steps. Dad, I'd personally like to grab my father and string him up by his nuts and have a hot poker sticking it in some coals and sticking it up his ass and burning the hell out of him for doing the things he's doing because he knows that you saved my sister's life, and he knows all the good things you did for us both. And he knew that we wanted to come over here and live peacefully, and this is why he's causing all this hell. And I'd like to personally do those things to him just to get, get him to realize that he's... <laughs> I'm sure when you have him tied up by his balls and a hot burger goes up his ass, he would realize something. It's too much, these people. <laughs> Just to get him to realize that he's trying to ruin our freedom and, and trying to take away my daughter's freedom. And i like to thank you, Dad. For thank you. You realize something, I'd say. <laughs> what I like to do is my so-called mom, the bitch. She, she hates, she hates purse snatchers. I would like to disguise myself and beat the bitch up and drag her ass. <laughs> drag her ass. <laughs> I beat the bitch up. I beat the bitch up, I swear, and then I blow the motherfucking ass right off the earth. I just like to do that myself. Dad, what I wanted to say about my relatives is that none of them uh, wanted to come to the church and they just wanted to uh, use and manipulate, just want you to come over and be nice to them. And for Kenny, um, he's so careless about guns and cars. It, it should be a brand new car sitting up in front of the house and as soon as he started, he should blow his ass up. And for the rest of them, it should be a, a nice, well dinner prepared for them and poison all of them because they're none of them no good. <laughs> 
That girl don't dislike her family. As far as Mickey goes, um, you know, I disowned her from the day she left. And I think she should die, but first I think mm-hmm. she should be tortured. And uh, also the Swinnies, I forgot about them, but they should all die. And I'd be willing to do it and take more people with me than just my relatives, so-called relatives. Mm-hmm. I think that I should um, take a knife and cut Mr. Tupper all up real good. And, uh... <laughs> cut him up real good. And then make them look like, you know, um, cut them up and then put poison them and invite all, all my relatives over there and have them eat them and then I'll die. <laughs> you've been talking to Reb. That's what you've been doing. My mom is a damn fool. Hope I, I hope I knock the fucking shit out of you. <laughs> I'm glad I put my life on the line to save you. Say my mom was a goddamn fool. I had to beat the fucking shit out of her. I dare, I dare her come out because I'll be the one that's, uh, I'm a shot her. Good. <laughs> my mom was a goddamn fool. These kids, not new. There's tough kids coming up here, honey. I'm glad I put my life on the line for her months ago. Because they came for her. They were on there. They were going to pick her up. Um, uh, for Mr. Tupper, I think that uh, I like to um, go... I thought we uh, all had the fucker set up and like cooking him the last I heard of him. So since I've been here, I've grown stronger, and I realize that there's no family like the one I have now. And I'd rather not even think of them as being part of the family. I like to buy a big white church and put all of them in it and blow it up. <laughs> a big white church. <laughs> you, oh, that's funny. That's funny. I'm sorry, King. I'm sorry, King. King. <laughs> this goddamn. I want these kids to come in for a testing on their their first elementary. I'm, I'm gonna kill my mother, goddammit, and slice her up and cook her. Where'd you hear that little kid? White Knight. <laughs> I hope no teachers ever come to me and ask these kids any questions. These are only some of the comments that people lined up to tell Jim Jones about their relatives that they felt had been an impedance on their religious and political journey. I believe these are the clips and that laughter, where there's laughter you hear there, that hyena-like laughter, that laughter belongs to Jim Jones. And me, shit. <laughs> Do you think that's crazy that he's like, I'm not gay. I actually hate gay people, but you know what? I'm only having sex with men because it's for their own good, okay? How gone is he? Just, just come on. Just Jim. Like, You're by. That's I fine. I mean, Jim, you made the religion. Why would the people get mad if you were by? No one's going to be upset. Like, you made the religion. Just say. You're like, actually, God loves it when people are by. Yeah, he could have just said that and everyone would have been like, all right. Right. Fair, I believe right. it. At this point, I, I, you believe anything. They would literally believe anything he said at this point. You would think. So why just be like, hey, it is what it is. So I mentioned before, but Jones' health saw a steady decline um, in Jonestown. In 1978, he was told that he may have a lung infection. He then told his followers he had lung cancer so as he could foster sympathy from them. Jones was an abuser of Valium. Quaaludes, stimulants, LSD, and barbiturates. He often complained about high blood pressure, small strokes, <laughs> rapid weight loss, temporary blindness, convulsions, and swelling of extremities. You're also doing Quaaludes. every drug in the fucking book. So of course you're going to have a bad lung. Feel on my blood pressure problem. It's gone up to the danger level again. My blood pressure is right now at the danger level again. You with my blood pressure. I can't, I can't, I can't live with this. I really can't live with this shit. I don't understand it. A man tells me somebody's walking around the goddamn place. You've been in here all afternoon. You tell me somebody's walking around the place. Uh, cops walking around the place. I don't hear a damn word about the cops. Hemoglobin. Take my blood. Okay, take my blood. But there ain't no solution to me. They're going to keep going giving me strokes by this shit. He can do all the medical things in the world. He's the best doctor in the world. You are stupid. 
You just lost. You lost the opportunity of your lifetime. What the fuck? He's literally, he's doing, that's like me saying, I don't know why I'm always had the shakes and why I'm always, like, why I'm super skinny. Anyway, let me pop but some I LSD. But I also smoke crack on, this, <laughs> on my part time. But this has nothing to do with my, like, my skinniness. It has to do with my those shakes. fucking capitalist pigs. Yes, all because of the fucking capitalist that I, that I am skinny. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, back to the shitty capitalism and whatnot. Don't don't mind the crack. <laughs> so Jones was also a chronic insomniac and often went three of four days without rest. You think it wasn't because of the drugs or you just think he, was, he couldn't get any sleep? So think about uh, all the drugs he's doing. Yes. Think about how much, how little he's sleeping. Mm-hmm. Think about his general physical condition. All the raw sex. And then consider he held the well-being of nearly a thousand people in his hands. Not for long, because he'd be dead soon. The People's Temple, this is where we'll kind of wrap this up. The People's Temple itself was facing significant issues. Even their lawyer, Charles Gary, thought they had no thought they had crossed a point of no return with Leo Ryan. Uh, who's a congressman and his his investigation? No, no, he's absolutely correct. He's absolutely correct in his analysis of the of the Lane's letter. Lane's letter says that leads into that that the temple is dissatisfied from where they are, and they've got two other countries they may go to. That's what that letter says. Now, is that a nice thing to tell, pass on to the Guyanese government? Well, you have a point there. A point? June, it's disastrous. I think at this point, right now, it's kind of like Marcy has got the weight of the whole situation. I've got the weight of the shoulder. My, my, it's my responsibility now. And I'm either going to accept it or I'm going to reject it. Getting involved in it, it's that clear. Well, that's Well, then that letter has to be dissolved. No. No. No, because the damage is already done, and, it, and unless it's rectified by the time the congressman gets there, there's going to be damages that I cannot undo. I'm not going to allow this organization, if I have anything to do with it, to go down the drain because of somebody's goddamn ego shit. Well, then he was sticking his fucking nose in where it didn't belong. The least he could have done is call me to find out what the hell he should do about it. I will not wait. I will not wait because it cannot wait. I know that we need to present the United States and it's going to better and Well, in the meantime, this asshole is going to be there too. That's, that's the end of this episode. Oh, man. I'm not going to lie. This is funny. Oh, it's pretty Jim. crazy, isn't it? That is so like. All this shit is so random. It's so random for no reason. Like, he could just give... There's so much he could get by on, but it's like he just doesn't want to. Like, he's doing things that, like, you know for a fact. Like, he knows he can get away with everything. But it's like, why stop at that point? Do you think he's just, like, so, like, mentally corrupted he doesn't even understand anymore? It's either that or, like, he's, like, for some reason oddly, like, old school Christian, even though he doesn't like Christianity. Yeah. Like, he has, he has a weird thing with Christianity. He almost, like, enjoys some of the values, but he, but not the Bible. Yeah, well, no, I think he enjoys the values and the Bible, but he doesn't enjoy the people who are in control. Yeah, that's possible. Remember, he threw the Bible and said, this little black book has keep you, but kept you down for thousands of years but or whatever. I think that was a sign of him, like, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, a, it was more of a symbolism, like, fuck the church, the Pope, fuck him, you know? Like, it was one of those. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, an actual true. to me, like, him saying, 
the Bible sucks because he, for a fact, read the Bible. Yeah. And like, what if he didn't? He's just like winging it the whole time. He ain't winging it. A guy like Jim don't wing it. No, no, never. There's a method to your his confusing madness. To him, he's not winging it. To everyone else looking in, you're like, what the fuck is he doing? But if you're like just there, like if if you're Jim, you're like, this is okay. Like you know, like it makes sense. I'm doing this because someone's coming to get me. Yeah, you know. You know, I'm smoking this. I mean, I'm taking this LSD because, you know, you never know when the capitalism's going to come in here and or America's going to come in and drop their hammer. You never know. Anyways, can I have some more quaaludes? Yeah, yeah. What's the, where's the quaaludes, Bill? Um, <laughs> so a, I think you kind of know where this is going. I'll look for into the next episode. I'll tell you that that's when the uh, some some people are getting a little thirsty. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, that and also... People die. Hey. Alleged. Is that true? Alleged, Fonzie. Alleged. No. No. I'm yeah, fine. I am. Well, Tom is because he's a fucking animal. That's true. That's what people call me. But all right. Okay. So thank you guys for listening to this episode of Conspiracy Club. Um, I think there's two parts after this of the Jonathan series. I'm not. That's not me. Don't mind. Um. So, if you want to join the club, make sure you do so by following us on Instagram and Twitter. That's where we post relevant information, the episode links. You can engage with the conversation uh, oh. with us there. Tell us what you think about these episodes. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Tell us what you think about these wild clips that we're including. Um, anything else you want to just tell us? Say hi. Yeah, if you want us to clip you, let us know. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't. You don't want to get whacked? Well, for a fee. For a fee. And our Instagram and Twitter, I didn't mention it, but that's Tom and Demir at T-O-M-A-N-D-E-M-I-R. Mm-hmm. So make sure you hop over there and give that a listen or give, give that a follow and give them. these episodes a listen. Yeah, there'll be cool stuff there all the time, you know, like tweets from me and or Tom. You never know which one it is, but it's one of us. And also, didn't plug us at the beginning, but uh, if wherever you're listening now, it helps us a lot if you rate and review it. You know, leave us some comments. Tell us what you really think on iTunes or whatever platform allows you to do that. Uh, that really helps our show out. Helps more people hear it. If you enjoy the show, if you think it's trash, please don't. <laughs> don't say it. Um, Speak to yourself. Yeah, just, yeah. Or DM me <laughs> personally. T- tweet it at us. Don't tweet it at us. Just DM us. Okay. Because I want you to be rageful. Okay. Don't just be like. We're on Twitter, so I can't, you know, completely be rageful. But DM us and just let it out. Amir, do you have anything else you're going to close this episode out with? Yeah, so like I always say, you know, I love you all. I'm happy to be, you know, back here in 2019, officially again. And, uh, yeah, wow, that episode right there was fooped with a side of quaaludes.